0: Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Michael Lynn, your host. Another in the series of episodes recorded live at .local London. Today, we've got two great guests. Karen Hualme. You may recognize her from the keynote speeches she does, from the sample apps she creates. She's a great developer and an amazing developer advocate. Stay tuned for that. Next up, we've got John Page. John is a distinguished engineer at MongoDB. He's done quite a few things at, at MongoDB. And uh, today, he's talking about his take on the announcements from the conference ...as well as some of the really cool projects that he's working on. He's um, he's an amazing developer, amazing engineer. Stay tuned for that. Before we get to the show, I want to talk about the call for speakers. MongoDB World is coming to New York City on June 7th to the 9th. And this is your opportunity to speak live at a conference. MongoDB World is the biggest user conference for MongoDB. And it's an amazing experience. Nothing quite like walking on stage, getting ready to deliver your talk at a huge conference like MongoDB World. If you need help understanding how to do that, MongoDB has a speaker program. You can learn all about it on episode 75 of this podcast. Scroll back, check out episode 75 with Sven Peters. You'll learn all about speaking at a MongoDB conference or at a conference about MongoDB. To get more information about the call for speakers, visit bit.ly slash speakatworld. That's bit.ly slash speakatworld, all one word, lowercase. And remember, check out episode 75 with Sven Peters for the speaker program. I hope you enjoy this episode. And we're live. We're, we're back. It's <laughs> mongodB.local London, and I'm so thrilled to have this person sit down for a chat. Karen, how are you? I'm great. It's, it's
1: so great to see you in person. <laughs>
0: it is. I mean, the power of connection, right?
1: Well, it's just really meaningful to me because when I started MongoDB almost four years ago, you were the first person I met when I like did like for our offsite training. You he yeah. actually trained me four years ago, <laughs> and here we are. It was a day after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So we and I'm a Philly girl, and he's a Philly boy. And so we knew it was a harbinger of great things.
0: Yes, absolutely. And so tell the audience who you are and what you do.
1: So my name is Karen Ullmay. And I only say that because if you're on my Twitter, my Twitter is you old because that's actually how you pronounce my name. You just take off the D's. (laughs) So I work in, when I met Mike at the first time, I I was a solution architect. So I got to work with customers about their applications and, and their needs stuff. And I would write little applications to demonstrate our technology directly for the customer and my boss didn't feel I was scalable. And then there is this new happening group at MongoDB that Mike was on too. that was um, developer advocacy. And so they suggested that I come over here and I could write the apps that I write for every one of the little clients, I get to write for the bigger developer community. So I get to take, the thing that was so great about it is I got to take technology that nobody's used before and get to get my hands in it, get my hands dirty. And so I kind of think that I, can get really creative and really technical, and I tell stories through code. Yeah. So I try and write these code, the applications that are fun for the demonstrator to demonstrate, and fun for the users to play around with and uh, and show off our technology.
2: Yeah,
0: fantastic, and such a special skill set, like to be able to to get deeply into the code, understand the technology, and then talk about it.
1: Yeah, but we got. Uh, a really good team. I mean, I didn't I, nobody's born in knowing this and that's part of the joy of the community and, and part of the joy of our team is everybody's kind of really good at something. Yeah. And we leverage everybody's expertise and every you know, you can always get really great advice from say Otto on our team and and some of our champions have you know, talking to Michael Holler today, he had really good advice about certain things. And so we just kind of, you know, feed off of each other's energies and each other's each other's uh, great ideas. Yeah. You
0: know? So we're here at Dot .local, and uh, what are you doing here?
1: So, I wasn't supposed to be here. (laughs) Not sure what I'm doing here, but I I did have to come to London, uh, and I know this was going on, so I volunteered to do a few things. I am doing a Ask Me Anything, I'm moderating the Ask Me Anything panel for aggregation. Fun. With the guy who wrote the book, Paul Doan, has a new book that's free Mm -hmm. uh, about aggregations is out, and then a couple more of our essays, Carlos and Jacob. And they use my demo, one of my demos I was talking about in the Keynote. Such a
0: great app.
1: (laughs) It's so fun. And every time I demonstrate, so I was at the booth and I was demonstrating it, and every time I demonstrate it, somebody (laughs) comes up and they ask me a question, I'm like, oh, that's a good feature I should implement here. (laughs) And meanwhile, my boss is like, you need to work on other things now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We get so attached to our our offspring (laughs) these applications, right?
1: it's like um i think it's leonardo da vinci there's an expression in french he said uh, um art is never finished mm. only abandoned mm. sounds devastating <laughs> but i feel like my apps i get attached to them you know i feel they're kind of the art in their own way but they're never finished they're only declared feature complete by my boss <laughs> <laughs> and i have to move on
0: so true <laughs> what's your favorite announcement from today
1: Well, so uh, Data API is a huge announcement for me. I can't wait to start um, demonstrating some things. I I want to put together some exercises and demonstrations for that for reInvent. Michael will be at reInvent, by the way, in Las Vegas at the end of the month. But I knew that one was coming. I don't think I completely understood the live. Re-sharding. That sounded fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, I'm, and, and I always go back to the cases we had when we were solution architects and we had customers who had this pain. And so I, I got to feel their pain. And then now, you know, so many years we took that feedback and now we have solutions for them. So I thought that looked really, really exciting. Um, it, it's not going to affect anything that I develop, but I can feel the relief already from like, from customers who are probably feeling that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, and I thought we had some really great demos. I mean, I'm not saying this because of mine. I mean, like, demos from the interface, the Atlas interface. There was some, some like, cool aggregations that they could copy and paste the code from. I'm like, how do you get there? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm in Atlas every day, and there's every day I go there, there's, like, something new I haven't seen before.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the momentum is increasing. I think, um, you know, I'm excited for the future. Today's great because of the announcements that we made, but I know it's just the tip of the iceberg. So. Yeah. Yeah, is there something that you're looking forward to coming out or, or uh, something that you feel like might be missing in the platform today?
1: So I started working on search. I'm, they, I do a lot of search stuff. They almost make fun of me for doing search. And I there's so many more things to do in search that I can't wait to start actually like creating things. I want to do custom analyzers. That's going to change. It's going to make everything so much more efficient. Time series seems... Really cool, and I, I have to get my hands into mobile because I've got so many cool ideas mm-hmm. on my like, apps that I want to write. That would be really cool for that. But eventually, in a way, I kind of feel I studied physics in school, and in a way I kind of feel like when you start off, it all looks different, and then when you get good enough, it all kind of looks like the same thing. So uh, hopefully, I we start developing in time series, we start developing in search, and we start developing it all, and then eventually. Maybe you like the Matrix? It just all come together <laughs> in front of me. Fantastic.
0: Well, I know you have so much on your plate today. I appreciate you coming by and, and just saying hello and talking about what you're doing and stuff.
1: Yeah. on the podcast, I'll tell a quick story. Yeah, Mike, when he he started the podcast, uh, you know, and I want to support everything he does. He's like, "Can you come on the podcast?" I'm like, "How do I how do I talk about an app on the podcast?" I was like, "Didn't know." I'm like. He's like, well, we'll just talk, and you know, there might be video or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, can I cook? <laughs> like, if we're just going to talk, can I cook? I'll, like, pretend I'm cooking for you. I never cooked for you, but but this is... You did
0: it at, uh, during the community day.
1: Oh, I did. Yeah. Well, it wasn't on camera. I, I cooked for him, and he ate it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so much fun. Thanks. Yeah, thanks so much. Hey, are you an engineer looking for an amazing opportunity? The MongoDB Engineering Department is hiring. If you love to build, innovate, work with an amazing team and bask in the glory of genuine achievement, you might be ready for an opportunity in the MongoDB engineering department. You know, there's a satellite currently hovering Earth that uses MongoDB to store climate data. That's pretty awesome. But we've also been selected to power the analytics data for a next generation genomic sequencing platform. And these, these are just the beginning. Every day, our employees get to solve hard problems that make distributed databases more accessible to the developers around the world. If you're interested in learning more about a career in the MongoDB engineering department, head on over to bit.ly/slash MongoDB engineering. That's bitly/slash MongoDB engineering. Let's get to our next guest. Welcome, John Page. Hi. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you. Um, so, John, you're a MongoDB employee. How long have you been with MongoDB? Uh,
2: a little over eight years, I think. Eight years and change.
0: Wow. Uh, you've seen some changes over the years.
2: Pretty much everything has changed over the years. We're now starting to see it going back in some ways. We're seeing some some faces come back who've you know, been elsewhere and decided the grass isn't greener.
0: Well, like Matt, like Matt Acey, Matt Acey who's well. just on. OK, so for the, for the audience, tell the folks uh, who you are and what you do.
2: Um, so I am a distinguished engineer in developer advocacy. Um, having done you know i've been a pre-sales engineer i've been a post-sales consultant i've been a trainer uh, both internal and external and and i've kind of washed up on the developer advocacy shores now um what i do is uh, i'm extremely fortunate that uh, i basically get a chance to test drive and and play with pretty much everything and just see what the most impressive things we can build with it are Mm -hmm. so right now uh, I've just got my hands on the new data API, which is out on the 17th, mm-hmm. um, and I'm seeing you know uh, what kind of things I can put together with that. Uh, interesting product. I, I must admit I wasn't sure what the point of it was when it was first put to me mm. um, because it, it does you know, pretty much the same as the MongoDB drivers do. You can make CRUD statements with it from programming languages. So it's like, well, why not just use a driver? Um, But it turns out you can't always use a driver. There are a whole bunch of programming environments and sort of low-code Neo programming environments where you you can't use a driver. You can't include libraries like that. And because this is the the MongoDB kind of CRUD API over HTTP, as long as you can make an HTTP call, you can do it. Mm. So I've been playing about with that. I uh, started off with something easy, Google Sheets. Can, Can we make a Google Apps script, talk to it, and then... I uh, got myself hands-on on an up-to-date copy of Excel. And from Excel, you don't even need to write code. You can go into the, the kind of Power BI stuff in there, which is there are functions in um, and uh, GUIs in Excel that will let it talk to a RESTful web service. So on to that. Um, and then I built some stuff for the microcontrollers. I built myself an actual old-school pager. Um, <laughs> that, that was able to you know, basically pull MongoDB for messages and beep and show me them if they received, and I could hit a button and send back, say, so, yeah, I got that. Again, you know that kind of dedicated hardware, you can't run a MongoDB driver on. It's not got an operating system.
0: And what did you use to build that?
2: Uh, that was I built that one with the, what's called the M9 stack and UI flow. So it was actually just all built in the GUI. It was just hmm. drag and drop. There's a, there's a whole class of programming languages which are mostly used for education, mm-hmm. where it's, you, you drag blocks. And you, yeah. see, you see it in, like, bro- the hardware. Bro- blocks. The yeah. hardware is something called an M9 stack, so which is a, uh, an ESP32 processor and a bit of RAM, but, but kind of packaged up nicely with a, a little sort of two-inch screen and a few buttons. Mm-hmm. And then the, the most fun thing for me and the least fun thing for everybody else and probably the most surprising was I was thinking, what is the craziest thing? I can get to talk to Atlas. You know, I've I've got this little piece of hardware talking, I've got Excel talking, that's not Oracle. And so I built a set of stored procedures in Oracle PLSQL, which could talk to the data API, which means I now have a circumstance where I can set up Atlas, I can set up some some rules, you know, some data validation rules in Atlas, and then insert into an Oracle collection, into an Oracle table or multiple Oracle tables, commit, and that commit will succeed or fail depending on whether it also met the rules in MongoDB and, su- and successfully migrated the data to MongoDB. So I have tables in Oracle that automatically back themselves to MongoDB or don't allow you to put it in an Oracle. You know, if it doesn't go in both, it doesn't go in one.
0: The ultimate migration.
2: The ultimate migration, yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, like, uh, all of these things are going to be in blog posts, by the way, over the next uh, two to three months. I've got a bunch coming out, including... Uh, Christmas plan is at Christmas I'm going to have a Christmas tree in my house with a webcam on it and each light will have an individually programmable color it will be pulling that via the data API from Atlas so somewhere in Atlas there'll be a a document that describes that and I'm going to make a public API so anybody out there can look at the webcam see the tree in my living room and change the lights and if anybody manages to draw pictures on there I'll be really impressive. <laughs> That's great.
0: Will each of the lights be, uh, will, will it be in a matrix? Will you have any yeah, idea?
2: The, the lights, well, this is where it gets interesting. I have uh, I have some commercial Christmas tree lights that work a bit like this. So you put them on the tree and then you point a mobile app at them and it kind of maps them on. Mm. So... If anybody wants to kind of write the code for this, what you would have to do is effectively kind of look at the webcam and then turn on the lights one by one and build a mapping. Mm -hmm. And then once you had that information, then you'd be able to use the API to to draw it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether or not I bother making that mapping for people or not, I don't know.
0: Uh,
2: So, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff coming up.
0: Fantastic. And you mentioned the blog. Where do folks get a hold of that?
2: Uh, that's a very good question right now. Is it's kind of in flux, um, but it's current, It's going to be on the MongoDB Dev Hub for these mm-hmm. ones. So I, have, I, I actually have two blogs. I have one on the, the MongoDB Dev Hub. And I'm sure those of you listening to the podcast know where to find that. Yeah, developer.mongodb.com. Um, and then uh, you can also look for Page Against the Machine on Medium, um, which will have some other bits similar.
0: Fantastic. Terrific. And you're here at the show you're at a booth. What are you doing at the booth today?
2: So I have a, a demo of Time Series collections and window functions mm-hmm. with, with a little bit of charts on top. So um, what I have, uh, as well as a kind of bit of an explainer of what Time Series is all about, is I have some 3D printed hollow MongoDB leaves, and inside those is a battery and uh, an Arduino BLE 33 uh, microcontroller. And that, so that from the name does BLE, so it does Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. And it also has a six axis, nine axis accelerometer in it. So it knows when you're moving it and how you're moving it. Um, So that is uh, transmitting that over Bluetooth. It's been picked up by a Raspberry Pi that sat there, which is then taking that Bluetooth traffic and throwing it into Atlas. So we're basically streaming all of the telemetry, you know, how much you're tipping it, how you're Mm -hmm. moving it. so that's nine items 20 times a second, 180 data points per second. Um, and that's going into a time series collection in Atlas. Mm. And then I have a, a Realm Web GUI in front of that that graphs all of that in real time. So it's basically, if you imagine, yeah, you have to imagine we're on a podcast, but you can <laughs> imagine kind of, you know, these kind of moving graphs, like the things you might see in the doctor's office or in a hospital, showing how these things are moving. And so we're, we're getting that in real time. But the, the fun part is that you can then. Uh, Type a window function in the bottom. So, window functions let you look at data and say, you know, here's a record, but actually I want to look at this in the context of the the records before and after it in time or some other dimension. So, if, for example, I'm kind of, you know, rotating something in my hands, it's not rotating at a constant speed, it's going to get kind of faster and slower over the course of a second or so, especially as it's a leaf shape, not a ball. But I can apply a window function to that to say, okay, instead of showing each data point, show each data point as the average of the previous one second's data points. And I'm graphing that in lifetime time as well. So what we're really doing is digital signal processing. Um, you know, we're taking things, we're smoothing them out, and we can do, technically we could write an aggregation function to you know, to remove the high frequencies or the low frequencies or average things out. Um, we, we have you know a few examples. We've got one where we're showing where the signal changes rapidly, so we're looking at the average for the last second. But if any data point is double that, mm. then that shows something happened. So that could be like a stock that you know went through the roof, or it could, or through the floor, or it could be a, a car that's crashed. You know, we're measuring the you know, various sensors in a car, and if it hits something, they're all suddenly going to change. Mm. So we're detecting a rapid change detection. And then, because um, somebody is going to want to know. You know how many people I showed my demo to at the end. Obviously, all of this data, as I do these demos, is going into a I'm going to be time series collection, and um, we then have a chart set up at the end that mm. basically shows what time of day was a demo done, because you know that's when the leaf has been moved, and what days of the week are demos done, and you know when has John been working on this. and uh, which is the most popular, a few of these leaves, which is the most popular leaf to work with. Mm. So we just got, you know, kind of, you know we're taking it and doing kind of longer term analysis over the data as well.
0: Very cool, fantastic. So so any other uh, announcements that um, you're particularly excited about here?
2: I was actually, I'm embarrassed to say I was surprised by one, and delighted by it. So mm. uh, the fact that we're going to be able to do lookup and graph lookup across sharded clusters, mm-hmm. um, not sure, you know, you're still going to have to be careful and think, you know, should I be doing this? You know, MongoDB is not a relational database and lookup really is intended for doing lookups, but I'm sure it's going to enable a bunch of interesting other use cases from doing that.
0: Sort of like transactions, right? I mean, it's great to know that you can do it, it's not a necessity. All applications, yeah.
2: Like so many things, it's like it's a really useful thing in the right circumstances, but it's not a panacea for everything. Actually, me, I mentioned that page against the machine blog. One of the things that's going to come out in there is, uh, is you know, we think about lookup and graph lookup as how you do a join in Mm -hmm. MongoDB, Mm -hmm. but it's only one of four ways you can do a join in MongoDB. And choosing the right kind of join and the right way of doing it actually can have a really big impact on, on your software. So there's going to be a, a, a personal blog post about you know, other ways of doing what's effectively a relational join.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, we'll look for that. I'll post a, a link in the show notes, so make sure you check the show notes. John, it's been great chatting with you. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much to John and to Karen for joining me today, sharing their experience, their perspective. Remember... Visit bit.ly slash mongodbengineering if you're an engineer looking for an amazing opportunity. And visit bit.ly slash speakatworld if you want to learn about speaking at a MongoDB conference at our call for speakers for MongoDB World, which will be June 7th through the 9th in New York City. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.